Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of Ask the Therapist. I'm so excited to have you here. This is a bonus episode for two reasons. Firstly, I couldn't leave it on the shelf any longer. I'm too excited to share it with you. And secondly, it's a really important day. It's book launch day for two weeks notice. So my guest is Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield has been my coach or mentor ever since I even thought about going into private practice. So about 10 years ago now, when I was thinking about going into private practice, there wasn't anybody else really that I knew that was doing it. So I found this podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, that Amy hosts, and she shares lots of advice about business, marketing, and building and setting up online digital courses. I was absolutely hooked. It makes it so much easier to go forward with your dreams and ideas. If you can see somebody that's been there on that road, done it before you, you can see their success and you can learn from their mistakes and their knowledge. And Amy provides that. So this episode is for all you therapists, coaches or counsellors out there that are thinking about ever having a private practice or for all you people that are maybe in a job that you're not really enjoying and you've thought about having or running your own business at some point. We spend a third of our lives at work and if that truth makes your heart sink because you know you're just not where you want to be, listen up, you're not alone. Most people have been led to believe that running your own business is only for the chosen few, the ones with connections, a nest egg, an original idea that you could never compete with. But you're totally wrong. Building your own business has never been more accessible. 13 years ago, Amy found herself sitting in a boardroom with a group of internet top marketers, all men, all making their own rules and harnessing the power of digital marketing to build businesses that allowed them the freedom to live as only a few can. It was in that moment that she realised there was another way, a way out of stuffy boardrooms and cramped cubicles into cosy slippers and a self-led schedule. It was a way to sidestep being overlooked and overworked and to step into being her own boss. In that moment, everything changed and it catapulted Amy onto a path that's led her to a place where she's now the one teaching others how to build an online business that fuels their wildest dreams and passions. She's known for her actionable, fluff-free approach to teaching and has a philosophy centred on going before her students so that everything she shares and teaches is proven to work. Amy stands apart from other educators in the online marketing space. Her book, Two Weeks Notice, isn't just a collection of generalisations, vague business tips or impractical solutions. It's the exact opposite. It's the step-by-step blueprint to design a life for financial freedom and a business that gives you a lifestyle flexibility and allows you to make the impact you want in the world. Even if you have no idea where to get started, you had no advantages, you've got no business background or no secret bank account with a plan B. On the surface, this book is about building an online business. But if you dig a little deeper, you'll soon discover this book is about defining what success looks like for you and then taking the action you need to make your version of the good life a reality. So if you want to build a business and design a life that you love, instead of leaving it up to your employer, you need to listen up. I hope you enjoy the conversation. 
So hi, Amy. It's amazing to have you on the podcast. So thank you for doing this. Well, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to chatting with you. So thanks again. Oh, it's brilliant. And it's book launch day. This is literally going out on book launch day. How does that feel? You know, it feels so wonderful and very vulnerable, as you know, because you're writing a book, putting yourself out there, telling all the stories. There are stories in this book that I did not want to tell. They don't paint me in the best light and they're kind of embarrassing, but they need to be told to help somebody else realize you're not alone and here's how to navigate some of the challenges of transitioning from nine to five into entrepreneurship. So I'm glad I wrote it, but I also feel very exposed. Oh, well, congratulations. I just can't wait to get my copy. I pre-ordered, so it's in the post. Um, It's such an honor to have you on as the Therapist because you might not know it, but you have definitely been my mentor and coach and therapist for many years. In fact, you definitely took me from doing my nine to five into running my own therapy practice because I listened to your podcast, Marketing Online Made Easy, for many, many months and years. I used to listen to it religiously and you share such amazing advice and tips and real confidence as well, which is hugely appreciated. And in your podcast, you're so open and honest about like what you've just talked about in your book about sharing the tough stuff and your mindset challenges and working with your own therapists and coaches. And I'm definitely seeing kind of a turn in the world where more entrepreneurs and people are coming to therapy and, and to have coaching, not in a crisis, but just to be the best version of themselves and work on their mindset because it's so important in business when we're running our own businesses. So thank you for opening up that conversation. So happy to do so. It's one of my most favorite topics and I've seen so many people change their lives around this conversation. So uh, I feel like it's it's definitely the work I'm meant to do. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And as we talked about, you know, I'm writing a book as well. So my book is The Therapist Guide to Private Practice to help other therapists build and develop their private practice. But what I love about your book, Two Weeks Notice, is that is the very book that everybody that is interested in my book, they're going to have to read your book first, because (laughs) the first decision that they've got to make is how to make that decision, how to move from your nine to five into running your own business. So a big decision. And I'm curious about how did you know when the corporate world wasn't cutting it for you? You know, how did you make that decision? Did you put together an exit strategy? What did that look like? Absolutely. I call it my runway. So here's my situation, kind of how I got to where I am today. I started out in corporate. I left college, got my first corporate job and just started climbing that corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. And I had many different jobs, but the last job I ended up with was with Tony Robbins and I was the director of content development. And I had an amazing job. I got to travel the world. I got paid well. I loved having a paycheck every other week and paid vacation and benefits. I liked the security of a corporate job. And I did it well. I was good with a boss. I I like to have a boss tell me what to do. I'll do it even better so that you can give me promotions and awards and validate me. It wasn't necessarily healthy, but this is how I kind of navigated it. And I was always looking for uh, validation because I didn't have a lot of self-esteem in myself. So I I turned outward to say, am I doing a good job? Will you give me a promotion? Am I going to make more money? That means I'm a better person. 
it was all a little bit messed up, but very real to me. And then one day, Tony had a meeting where he brought in a bunch of business owners, entrepreneurs, to learn more about how they were running their businesses online. I was brought in to take notes and it was all men and they started talking about their businesses. And as I started to listen to them, I thought all they're talking about is freedom. They're working when they want, where they want, how they want. They're making way more money than I ever imagined and a bigger impact than I'm able to make as an employee. I realized in that moment, I've never had true freedom from a boss. Yeah. You know, if we get really deep, my first boss was my dad. He was very strict, his way or the highway. I grew up with a, a very dominant father and then went into the work world and had very dominant male bosses. So it's yeah. all I ever knew. And so that moment, something clicked and I thought, I, I want a different kind of life. This is not actually what I want. I probably had been sensing it for a while. Yeah. I wanted freedom. So from there, it was a year until I actually went out on my own. So in that next year, the first six months, I started just devouring everything I could about, I wanted to be in the online marketing space. So I started reading podcasts, uh, buying digital courses, doing everything I could to learn about the industry more. And yeah. then in the yeah. last six months, I set my date, my exit date, and I put together a plan. So that's the runway. So I wanna run you through the runway really quickly. There's a few okay. things that you'll wanna do from leaving your nine to five to actually going out on your own. Number one, you've gotta get clear on your why. Why do you want to be your own boss? Why do you wanna start your own business? For me, like I said, I didn't wanna work for someone else. I didn't wanna to be told what to do, when to do it, or how to do it. But for someone else, it might be, I have an autistic son and I want to be more present yeah. with him and I want to be a, a home alone. That's one of my students. I want to be home with him. One yeah, of my yeah. students shared that with me. Or another woman said that I just don't have time for anything. And I know if I worked on my own business, I could create the structure that I wanted in my life to spend the time where I wanted to spend it. So whatever your why is, get clear on it. Hmm. The second thing is you've got to look at your finances. We've got to be really honest where we are. I'm not saying wake up tomorrow morning and give your two weeks notice. I'm saying let's get a really easy plan together. How much money do you need to make every month for let's say the next year? It might actually be less than what you're making in your salary because in that first year of entrepreneurship, you're not remodeling your house, buying a car, going on oh, vacation. No. You no. are sacrificing yeah. every penny you make, right? It goes to yeah. bills or goes back into the business. Definitely. So how much do you really absolutely need to make and what sacrifices are you willing to make that first year so that you can make a whole lot more money years to come? The third thing that's most important is choosing the exit date. So I said it took me a year, about six months in, I said, I better choose a date or I am never leaving because I had the quintessential golden handcuffs. My job was good. Yeah, I worked with an yeah. amazing person. He paid me well and I traveled the world. Why would I ever leave that? Because I wanted a different kind of life. So I chose my exit date and I said, I am sticking to this no matter what. It was six months out, put it on a post-it note on a mirror where I saw it daily. And then I'd ask myself, what do I need to do today to get me closer to that date, to get me ready for that date? Do I need to make a call? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to listen to a podcast? What do I need to do to fuel my brain to think like an entrepreneur? So that's a little bit of that runway that I put together, but I outline it in much detail in the book. Yeah, you talk about writing down that day. Was that important to you? Uh, it was everything. I don't think I would have left. What would have happened is I would have kept telling myself, I'll, I'll do it. I'll leave when, it's, when I feel good. I'll leave when I'm ready. 
You will never be ready. I've never had a baby of my own. I have a stepson, but I hear from my mom friends, you're never ever totally ready to have a child, yeah. like yeah. 100% prepared, right? Yeah. Same goes for starting your own business. You will do it scared. You will do it with tons of anxiety. You'll never be ready, but you'll want it bad enough that you'll take the leap. Yeah, I did a similar thing. I used to write for a few months. I used to write the date that today's the day I'm going to hand in my notice and I'd get to it and I had to do it about three times and I go, no, no, I can't do it. But it it really kind of made it feel real for me and gave me yes. kind of I stepped into it. And but you know, let me ask you when yeah. you wrote it, and you had to do it a few times, which that's yeah. normal. Yeah. Why, what stopped you? Why weren't you taking the leap, even though you had the date? Golden handcuffs. You know, I had all the benefits, great pension. And yeah, it was the golden handcuffs. Yeah. Totally normal. Yep. Yeah. And we just really have to ask ourselves, what do we want? That's why we come back to the why. The why gives you the mo the ultimate motivation to step yeah. forward. That's amazing. And I know I, I work with lots of therapists, um, coaching them in kind of setting up their private practice. And one of the, the big concerns that comes up time and time is money worries. Will I earn enough? Do you have any strategies for dealing with this anxiety, this money anxiety? Because it is the thing that is, you know, you go for that certain month to month check to not knowing when your next paycheck is coming. Absolutely. So first of all, I want to acknowledge that it's real, like being... Yeah anxious about money when you go out on your own, of course, there's no guarantee. Mm -hmm. And so that's why part of the runway is let's take a really honest look at your finances. I was talking to a gentleman uh, a few days ago and he said he didn't judge when he was leaving his job by the exit date, but when he had saved a certain amount of money for him, yeah. it was nine months of living expenses. And mm -hmm. I love that as long as it's not going to keep you in your job for the next two years. Like I always say, your run runway should be three to 12 months. Let's not stay, say I'm going to leave in two years because that's excuses and fear. Yeah. You do not need more than a year. But if you start saving for an entire year, you might have six months of expenses saved up when you start to really pull back a little bit to make that happen. But I also want to talk about the currency of confidence, the currency of freedom, the currency of living a lifestyle on your terms. All of that is also very valuable. The dollar is valuable, of course. You've got to pay the bills. I get that. But there's also so many other benefits you'll get from entrepreneurship that you will never get in a nine to five job that you have to ask yourself, am I willing to sacrifice for a while in order to figure this out as I go? And another thing that's in the runway is a side hustle. Like you could do a side hustle where you start to, let's say in your case, you might start to work one-on-one -on -one with clients on the side as you still have your nine to five job so that you can ease into this, start making a little money. Yes. Even before you and I did do that actually. Did that? I did, yeah, I absolutely so did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And once somebody has a business idea, so they know what they kind of want to do, what are the first steps? What do they need to start doing? Because that is the other minefield, isn't it? Where the hell do I start? Do I need a business plan? Can you yes. talk us through that? Yes. So there's a few things I don't think you need. Number one, okay. I don't think you need business cards. It's It tends to be the first thing we do. 14 years ago, I'm like, let's, let's create a business card. Funny enough, I create a business card and I thought, I want to be so different than everybody else. So I created a square business card versus a rectangle. Mm -hmm. And then I put some metallic color to it. 
and it was red and silver and square. And I started handing it out and I thought, I'm handing out condom wrappers. Oh I'm my God. Absolutely. Well, did. it's I, unique. Yeah, very, very unique. Someone's like, what are you selling here? What, what's going on? So I thought I needed the business card. I didn't. In these days, you really do not. What you we do, but you phones. can tend to focus on things like that. I put a lot of effort into business cards. Yes, a lot, right? We also put a lot of effort into our website. I can't, I can't quit yeah. my job till my website's oh, done. Yeah. I'm gonna promise you now. There are sites that I love that you could put your own website together in a matter of days it should yeah. never be the excuse that you haven't quit your job yet because you have to work on a website no 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 yeah. and i will tell you i made a million dollars in my business with the ugliest website on the web very bare bones nothing fancy i remember i hired a photographer we went out in my front yard and she took a picture of me and i'm like fine that's good let's just put it up so no fancy website no fancy business cards and no business plan now, I don't mean don't plan. I ask any of my girlfriends, I'm the planner to a core, but a full-blown business plan, 20 pages, all the details, unless you're going for venture capital, uh, if you're going for money, essentially, you do not need a business plan. And so we need a plan. What are you going to sell? Who are you going to serve? What content do you wanna create? But I outline all that in the book. What you need is in the book. You do not need anything beyond it. Yeah. And all these stuff, uh, they're constantly evolving, aren't you? So you start off with a small structure and you build on it. So eventually yes. you have the business plan that you can just, and you have the big website, but it, it's not needed for start. I totally agree no. with them. As you talk about websites, I think when people go into running their own business, you, you're on social media, you're launching your website. It is so expensive posing isn't it you feel like everybody oh, can see you yes. what are they thinking about me wanting yes. everybody to like me and I know your dear friend Jasmine Starr gave you some really good advice when you went to her with will everybody like me can you oh, talk about that yes so I am very sensitive you um being a therapist could probably really help me with this one where I care <laughs> about what people think of me. We and all do. We all do. I appreciate you saying so because I'm like, I'm 14 years in with a multi-million dollar business. I really, and I'm in my 40s, I need to give that away, but I still work on it. I'm better at it, but I still work on it. But in the early days, I really, really struggled with yeah. it. And there was one thing that I posted and uh, this guy just ripped me apart. You're not doing it right. This is wrong information. You don't know what you're talking about. And then other people chimed in, called up my friend Jasmine Starr. And I said, people are attacking me online for this random idea that I had. And she kind of laughed and she said, you ain't for everyone, boo. Like that, that you can't be Santa Claus. Everyone's not gonna love you. And I realized, oh, why am I trying to get everybody on the internet to like me? That is absolutely it's, impossible. Yeah. And she went on to say, if they're not paying the bills, they do not get an opinion. Mm, and that is that, very, yeah. very yeah. true. They're not in my business. They're not doing the work. It's not their message. So why am I caring so deeply about what they think? But when you're leaving a nine to five job, it is very normal to say, what will other people think? Oh, what will I my co-workers think? Oh, right? I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who are you to be going and doing your own thing? Who do you think you are? And and what's wrong with this job you have now? And you want you to leave this security? They'll tell you all the reasons you shouldn't leave. 
So when I was thinking about leaving, I only told three people because I knew not everyone deserved to hear my dreams. And so number one, I told my husband, of course, number two, my mom who thinks I could land on Mars and she thinks <laughs> I could do anything. And number three, my best friend. That's all yeah. because yeah. I yeah. knew if someone told me why my idea wouldn't work, I would absolutely have believed them. I was so vulnerable back then. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't hear it. So I just didn't share it with everyone. Fantastic. And that's such good advice because that first bit of criticism, when you put yourself out there on social media, it does come eventually. And the first time it has a big emotional punch, doesn't it? So prepare for it. It will come once you start making an impact. But yes. you need good friends like Jasmine Starr around you. Yeah, for sure. And what do you find has been the biggest difference working for yourself rather than your nine to five and in the corporate world? Yes. I often say that the worst day in my entrepreneur journey, the worst day I've ever had, which I, I detail it in the book. It was when I was getting out of a partnership and thought I would literally lose uh -huh. everything. The worst day as an entrepreneur is still better than the best day in a nine to five job. And I believe that. And I've had a lot of challenges along the road mm -hmm. and I still believe that. And here's why. At the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow, I know that I designed my day the way I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. I spent the morning with my husband drinking coffee, even on a work day, because that means something to him. And he's asked for that time with me. I've eased into my day with the meetings that I want to have. Mm -hmm. I worked on the content that I wanted to create. And I met with my students that I absolutely love. I got to design my entire day. Now, everything I do as an entrepreneur, do I love it? Absolutely not. Mm. We both know there's things we do that we're like, oh, if I have to look at this PL or do I really have to have that meeting with this contractor? It, it happens. Yeah. But yeah. overall, I get to design my day most days exactly how I want it to go. And yeah. I know that is very dramatically different than building somebody else's empire and putting money in someone else's pocket. Absolutely. So that, the freedom, the freedom to lifestyle freedom, financial freedom, creativity freedom, that's what's different about life as an entrepreneur versus a nine to five. Wow, fantastic. And if you could go back in time to younger Amy when you were just starting out, what would be the business advice that you gave her? The best if I so there's so many things I would like to tell her. And I recently <laughs> ran across an old video of me very early on. Uh, killed me how young I looked. I'm like, uh, and back then I was self-conscious of my weight and everything. I'm thinking I'd give anything to have that back, that youth <laughs> back. But I was watching this video of myself and I thought, oh, if I could just tell her to be kind to yourself, because what happened was my first two years of entrepreneurship that I outlined in the book were really, really rough. Like I, I got into debt. I made the wrong decisions. I didn't yeah. know how to navigate essentially why I wrote the book so people can sidestep all the mistakes I made. Yes. Yeah. But I was so mean to myself when things didn't work out beat myself up. And if I, if it was my best friend, I would have told her, oh my gosh, this is entrepreneurship. Of course, you don't know what you're doing. You've got to make it up as you go and you'll figure it out. Action creates clarity. So I was in action, but I didn't celebrate being in action. I celebrate, I mean, I put myself down when it didn't work. I wish I would have celebrated the fact that you're in action. You're going to get clarity. It's going to work. Mm -hmm. So I wish I was just kinder to myself in those early days. That is brilliant advice because we know self-criticism undermines our mindset and gives us anxiety and, and takes us out of action sometimes. It's paralyzing, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. How you talk to yourself is fundamental. I often talk about the most important relationship you have is the one you have with yourself. So... That's oh, very, great. very true.
Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you so much for your time coming on Ask the Therapist. It's just a dream come true for me because you've been my mentor for so long and will be for much longer. And digital courses for me are definitely on the horizon. So I'm looking oh my forward goodness. to that. Well, I can't wait. First of all, congratulations on your upcoming book. I cannot wait till you get that out into the world. It's going to yeah. have so many lives. And I love that you're thinking about creating a digital course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. That's my next thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love that. And also, I wanted to mention, anybody who grabs my book, I create bonuses. I like to thank people for grabbing my book and diving into it. So if you go to Mm twoweeksnoticebook.com, that's the URL with all my bonuses and all the details. You can buy the book wherever you buy books online or in stores at Barnes & Noble. But two weeks notice book.com, you can come back there, tell me you bought the book, and I'll give you a bunch of bonuses. And I think they're wow. definitely worth Your it. Your bonuses are always really, really good. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll share everything in the show notes as well, definitely. Thank you, my friend. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate you, you doing too. this. Thank you, Amy. Wow. So now I can say that Amy Porterfield has been on my podcast. It's going to take a while to come down from that. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode and you got a lot of value from it. And if you've been considering private practice or running your own business, that you are now off to buy the book two weeks notice so you can start planning your exit strategy from where you are now into creating your own business. And I also want to share with you that if this has inspired you, maybe one of the first things you're thinking about is setting up a website. And Since I've been in private practice, I've also collaborate in another company called pocketsite.co.uk, which is a website builder for therapists, healthcare professionals, and probably a range of businesses would benefit from this. It's designed by my website designer, Sophie Wood, and it's for people who might not want to invest hugely into their first website and have something huge and bespoke but also don't want to go it alone and do it from scratch on their own. So they want the support of a website designer. So Sophie is the expert behind pocketsite.co.uk. She can design your website and get it up and running really quickly for you and really cost effectively. So I'll pop all the links in the show notes. Also, over recent years, we've put together a range of useful resources for healthcare professionals around GDPR, making sure practices are compliant. We've put together a free what you need to get started in private practice checklist. So you can download that for free. And we've also put together a guide. We have a guide on branding and SEO, both are free to download. We've created a therapist fee calculator so you can estimate what you need to be charging and your business costs. And if you head over to my website, saradreese.co.uk, There is a tab at the top, I think it's on the right hand side, that says Therapist Corner. And I've written tons of blogs over the years. So it covers everything, how to get started, how to set up your own website, how to have a GDPR compliant website, how to set fees, how to write therapy agreements, supervision agreements, kind of lots of stuff there to to get your head into. So that's your next step if this has inspired you, which I hope it has. Until next month, take care and look after yourself.